everybody. Welcome to the Tech Raptor Podcast. I'm Robert Scarpanito, your features editor. And Rotten Editor-in-Chief. Andrew Stritch, your holy editor. Oh, oh, oh man. Oof. Yeah, this is going to be a rough one, huh? Uh, Rut isn't here this week. He is off smoking 40 packs of cigarettes, from what I understand. Yep. He, uh, he uh, 420 blazed too hard the other day. Mm. And he says he's to, an old man. I tried to call him earlier, and he just sounded like that the neighbor from Rocco's modern life it was weird uh, oh man he's I, Kurt, sitting in his bed surrounded by taco bell soft packets <laughs> <laughs> all of them opened too just yeah. leaking out yeah. all over <laughs> uh this week we are we're talking about god of war and marvel snap we are also going to talk about the bible so that'll be a lot of fun <laughs> It's that's the right hot, the hot new yeah. game on steam yeah it's a game the on god related merchandise of this week that's right. <laughs> lots of gods yes but first let's get into some news uh pokemon has been having a time of the past few weeks uh leading up to their new release of scarlet and violet uh we just found out about the newest pokemon gimme ghoul also known as Gabagool around here. Uh, but Stretch, the last thing I remember is Fido, a dog you can eat like bread. Is that what, this what the is... theme this time? Everybody just food? I know Gimme Ghoul isn't, but it, it's Gabagool yeah. in our hearts, so it's food. I now. Think the, the last generation also had a, a dragon Pokemon that was like a, a worm and an apple. Yeah, so, and had like I two think... branching evolutions, right? Yeah, that one, one literally became like an apple pie dragon. It was weird. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um but pretty much like they've moved on from just like this is a dog this is a fire dog this is a water dog to this is a weird little like alien looking thing um that lives inside a mimic chest Mm. and the fact that there are versions that are in the chest in its chest form very imaginative naming um and roaming form so it'll be that the the ones that are roaming you'll be able to chase after in the game and they'll drop coins but then if you deposit a certain amount of coins into into a chest form that you have been able to catch, something will happen. There was Evolve. a cool little like cursed nursery rhyme that was revealed with the trailer. Um, and Pokemon did a great job revealing this one as well, that it showed up after community days yesterday in Pokemon Go. And now if you pull out Pokemon Go, like, all of the Pokestops will be gold or they like fluctuate between their like gold state and a normal blue state. Um, they give you a fuck ton of items. They give you like 10 times as many items in their like much rarer items as well. Um, Wait, is this there's Pokemon, a chance that you can get a, go, get a right? coin. Yeah. yeah. So they did like the reveal. They, they had the little roaming form show up first and then they revealed this morning after a 24-hour secret website um, that, like, a gimme ghoul is this new Pokemon. Um, and then we know that you'll be able to catch the roaming form inside Pokemon Go only in 2023 after connectivity between Pokemon Go and uh, Scarlet Violet launch. Mm, so you can't catch Gabagool in Scarlet and Violet. You can catch the chest form in Scarlet and Violet, but not you can't the get the roaming form. Um, so it's it's weird. <laughs> it's like almost similar to what they did with Meltan when before Gen Eight came out, they had it so that 
if you transfer a Pokemon between Sword and Shield and no, between Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Go, a box would appear and then a whole bunch of Meltan would show up. So it's like that same kind of, you know, cross synergy that they're trying to figure out between the two things. I think it's really neat. It's a fun little scavenger hunt. It's way better than that year that they did a 24-hour live stream of a forest where you could catch brief glimpses of the Galarian Ponyta. Right. So if I... Let me get this right. So Gabagool is a ghost. If I go to Pokemon Sleep, do I get... Do I dream of Gabagool? Can I catch well, a Gabagool Pokemon in my dream? still hasn't come out. So right. I don't know. We haven't heard about Pokemon Sleep since I think 2020 or 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still waiting for it. I don't know what they're doing. I feel like this is the product that I've really been waiting for. Right. Um, I hope that I will get to cuddle up in bed next to a life-size Machamp. Um, well, I think, I think it's gonna the tenth gen, right? It's gonna be like Pokemon Sleep, Pokemon Woke. <laughs> okay, I just um, I want I want to make sure Pokemon Sleep was officially announced. That <laughs> yes, is it. I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> I just want to I just want to make sure. Pokemon Sleep is actually a real thing. Yeah, Pokemon Woke is not. That was just a dumb joke brought to you by TechCrafter. But you can you can always brush your teeth with Pokemon in the meantime, too. I don't think that that will get you a Gabagool, right. though. Right. Well, But that's how you get the Gabagool out of your mouth. Why, okay, what are we it doing might give you a Grimmsnarl. <laughs> that's a, is there, that's another is there Pokemon. a toothbrush yeah. Pokemon yet? Uh, I don't think there's a toothbrush Pokemon. There is the, the tooth... The, teeth brushing pokemon app though yeah 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 it will yeah put a hat on you and then you'll brush your uh, teeth and so what's the what's the excitement about an, another of like you know pokemon number 12 fucking hundred why who gives a fuck this one going by the naming convention is going to be pokemon 978 i think we're finally going to breach a thousand pokemon which is kind of cool wait wait what what about the naming convention well, what math the- are you doing <laughs> When you say based on the naming convention. Uh, sorry. So that was, we we did know that this little roaming form was going to show up because it got data mined out of Pokemon Go. And the naming convention for its, its like uh, entries and information line up with, it will like, it will take up space 978 or something in the national decks. Okay. Okay, I thought you were looking at Gimme Ghoul and being like, if you carry the M. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no like, if, once you dig into the data of the code and you know that, like, 1 through 10 are labeled, like, 30 through 40, and then this one is, like, 1,008, then you, like, mm-hmm. subtract amounts and it, it, yeah, math. Right. It's very right. simple math, but it's hidden math. Mm, secret math. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. We've got another, I think we know we're now... Two weeks away. This is also weird, and this is going to be me going off on like deep Pokemon tangents for a bit. Mm. We have consistently had the Pokemon games fully released or leaked or data mined for the past three generations, at least two to three weeks beforehand. The fact that we're where we're at now is like uncharted territory. The main issue with Gen Six was that um, you know, like street break, street date being broken has been pretty normal. Gen 6, when they released the Pokemon X and Pokemon Y demos, they left data for every single one of the new Pokemon within the demo that they released. 
Mm. So as soon as people data mined that, it was like, oh, well, here's everything. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, at the, at the moment, you know, we've got, I think still like less than, we've got like 15 or less new Pokemon known going into this generation, um, which, you know, obviously far less than we've ever had before. And I think that there's meant to be 90 to 100 new Pokemon supposedly this generation. Mm. Um, so it's just kind of like Brave New World, exciting, you know. Is it? It's like pretty exciting. The surprise still isn't ruined. I yeah. mean, it's just some new fucking Pokemon. Well, yeah, but if you're if you're someone like me who's spent time this morning figuring out that they're only 74 Pokemon away from a complete living Dex, then, you know, you know the the chance to visit new places do new stuff in pokemon it's it's oh, yeah, exciting yeah yeah i yeah. just i don't know i just can't, i can't imagine getting excited for a new pokemon yeah but i mean like think about the fun puns we might get like i'll, I'll admit some pokemon have been pretty meh over the past like 10 years you know just like oh they kind of feel uninspired or lame fido it has inspired me a little in terms of just like that's a that's just a clever fucking pun and name mm -hmm. and like it's the perfect creature right and i just want to know what it evolves to and i hope it's subwoofer or something like that something also very clever that would and be like, fucking great right like a bread like dog yeah. pun right no i i'm i'm super excited that's i can't right. wait old, i'm the old man in this scenario <laughs> I've taken some your dumb shit. I've taken off release date. You know, expect there to be content on the front page for the new games before you're even awake for work. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm excited. That that is how Stretch I'm, operates. I'm happy for you. I'm like, this is his God of War. Like, Otten, you and I are God of War Ragnarok. Like, that's yes. that's the thing this month for Stretch for you. It's Pokemon, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still excited for God of War, um, but I'm not like refreshing, you know, refreshing websites trying to right. like catch new information. I spent Neither two hours I. yesterday no, diving yeah. into the images. Yeah, no, so I think that already the comparison of, of your God of War to my Pokemon is probably <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I might pick up Pokemon depending on where I'm at. With God of War, just because you know, we'll see. We'll see how maybe. Why? why? Maybe this why, is the why one. Is it, maybe, why is it? Let's see. Watch. Why? Why? Maybe this is the one that's like, okay, this is kind of nice. And, no, you know, maybe... it's going back to the bad Pokemon days. See, you know, I, I, I have Game Freak, and like they're so, they're Awful. so scared <laughs> of making full steps of iteration. Um. You know, to use God of War as an example, the difference between three and the new one is radical. No other game, I would say, has ever done such a radical glow up step step forward. Um, I, I can't. Arceus kind of eh. glow up. Oh, even Arceus, it's like if if you know we went from the the linear routes to Sword and Shield had the wild area, which was like. We're going to make a section of it open world and just things spawn and playable, but there's still mainly grass. Mm -hmm. And then Arceus is like, well, we'll do zones. We'll do zones and everything pops up. There is no wild grass. Yeah, open zone. And now they're finally doing, oh, it's open world. That where another game franchise 
would have the balls to you know leap from complete linear pathways to an open world um pokemon has just done it in four steps which makes it more difficult to enjoy the the like wow everything's so different it's like well everything's slightly different but it's always only slightly different right is it about having the courage or is it about hey we can just make slight changes and people will still give us money Oh and yeah, like keep if, doing slight changes. If you don't need a lot to reinvent money. the wheel, why fucking do it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, because I haven't completed a mainline Pokemon game since I think X and Y. I don't remember which of the two I got, but, yeah. but I completed that one. I think my last one was black or white. Oh. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, I didn't play Sword and Shoot. Oh no, I did finish Sun and Moon. I guess so. There's that. I didn't play Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. Uh. And then I bought Sword and Shield and was very bored of it very quickly. Um, but maybe yeah. maybe Violet, I might pick up and see. You know how this is hitting me. You are you schmuck. You're Give in. Falling into it. Give in to it. I I don't expect to love. It. I'm not going to catalog all 1,000 Pokemans. I'm not going to have a living Pokedex like Stretch. But you know, there is something kind of nice and mindless about Pokemon in a way, where you can just kind of sit back, <sighs> relax not care about anything in it I mean, because it, all you need to do is mash a to win disappointing as, l- as long as the first move is like tackle or anything stronger than tackle you're probably going to win the fight so <laughs> it's true yeah. um no they they uh i mean the reason why my my decks is so filled and it's like it's not like i've just been spending the past you know month like feverishly collecting pokemon or anything um they've made it so easy to move stuff forward that like i've got pokemon from my original ruby version that i have mm. just like brought forward so just your level a, 100 groudon just uh level 100 shiny Rayquaza. thank you very much mm. it's a great shiny that's a good shiny mm. to show off mm-hmm. otten's just like oh this fucking <laughs> loser <laughs> i just uh, i'm glad that you enjoy it just <laughs> it's okay otten there will be a day that both Scrappy and Rut cannot make it to the podcast, and you and I are doing Pokemon Show and Tell. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what? We could do that. <laughs> I do not know where my actually. Do we? Do we? I don't is it? What I own on 3ds anymore. I haven't looked at it. I, I might have a Pokemon game, but I have no idea. Is it too old <laughs> to have Otten do a Smash Out Pass with all of the Pokemon? <laughs> I. You know, let's do that one day. One day when we're like dry on content, we'll just load up like with all the ninety to one hundred new Pokemon too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get them well, all. Let me tell you, Gimme Ghoul, Smash. Gimme Ghoul. He's gonna uh, like that you, You're a chest kind of guy. Let's let's talk about something that's very different from collecting Pokemon. Let's talk about collecting NFTs. Uh, thanks, Square Enix. We know collecting Pokemon. Just kidding. That's too harsh. That's too harsh. I won't say that. <laughs> too harsh. <laughs> so we've known for a while Square Enix wants to get into the NFT game, even though everyone else is like, no fucking thanks. And they've officially announced their new project, Symbiogenesis, which is the most fucking oh, stupid. It's a very strange <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah. Dumb, yeah. Like if that would be the least surprising name to have come. Like when I heard about NFT game, like, okay. You couldn't have told me the company that made it. I would have guessed it. 
like first it, try. It, it has the same energy as like Exo Primal. Yes. Or like, what, there was another game that was uh, announced. I think during that PlayStation Direct recently, the one where they ended it with a God of War Ragnarok thing, and it was like it was it was people in mechs, and it also had a very dumb name. Uh, that's I, part of what I, games that's what's so great about games it's just yeah. how fucking stupid stuff like that comes out yeah i i remember it was revealed right before Sinduality. Sinduality. that's yeah, it syn duality yeah that's a dumb name. I, it, it sound this this looks like the kind of word that i would see in like my company's yearly yes. like <laughs> spreadsheet to yeah. to all employees like we want to not only promote um, biology and genesis, but we want to combine the two to create symbiogenesis. Yes. <laughs> it's just it's some like dumb It's a very corporate sounding word. You're yeah, right. Really some, something, something stupid you see on a fucking PowerPoint yeah. someday. And according to a press release, symbiogenesis will be a quote, collectible art project designed from the ground up for web three fans and i don't know if they know this but they're talking many. about an audience of literally zero yes i was trying to find it because right before we started recording i was looking through twitter i saw this uh yesterday or the day before of somebody posted a there was some nft convention or event like they're hosting a bunch of talks about nfts and stuff and it was just a bunch of speakers standing up on stage doing their presentation to empty rooms. <laughs> yeah. All those Web3 this fans. Was, this is in like New York City, so it's not like there wasn't people around to go. It's not like rural Alabama <laughs> yeah. where you would say there's Web3 and they said, well, we'll just Fantastic. hit him with a broom. Yeah. I love it. There's, it's, nobody wants it. It's dumb. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's over it. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, I wish I could find yeah. the pictures. I just, I, it's, it's, NFTs are like stocks, like they've been built up on their own hype, but just with nothing behind them. Yeah, at least with stocks, there's actually a company yeah. attached to that name. <laughs> Here, there's nothing. Like, oh, well, you've got to get them because everyone's talking about them. Is is everyone talking about them? It's like, oh, yeah, no, I asked no. all of the people on the Web3 Discord I'm a part of, and yes. all of them are really fucking excited. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. hey, no, just like Twitter, none of them are bots. Nope. Yeah. No. And soon I'm they'll be really disappointed be if we bots. get rid of bots. <laughs> get rid like, of bots. Like... There's going to be verified bots. Oh god, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so get this shit. According to that press release, right? So it's going to yes. be a quote self-contained world in which all characters can be collected quote as digital art, right? And oh, the yeah. story of the game, as you're running through the story, you're trying to untangle a mystery that revolves around quote the monopolization and distribution of resources. <laughs> what? Huh? NFT. You have to collect NFTs to unravel the mystery around the monopolization and distribution. Some of somebody who's a creative was like, was told, "This is your project now," and this is, they're like, "All right, I'm making this some meta fucking story about the commentary. What this stupid fucking game's about." <laughs> yeah, like the, the end of the game is gonna be like, it turns out the NFTs was the shit we made along the way. It's like. <laughs> Like, the whole point of this game is going to be to destroy the idea of NFTs. Oh my god! Yeah, what if what if that's it? What if what if it's actually like a, a therapy thing that like the NFT bros get through the whole thing, and then the main character turns and like looks at the camera, it's like you don't fucking need them. Yeah, you just you don't. Them. And then yeah, and then the rest <laughs> of it is like press X to delete your NFTs. Oh, like and they just beautiful. throw them in a trash pit. 
Wow, you think I didn't you know Yoko Taro was working on this. Do you, do you get to pick one that it becomes the image at the end of the game somewhere that they pan to? Oh, like, yeah. And then that's, that's your, your entity. <laughs> and it flies also, away on the wind. I really like that you said in that press release that was like, oh, this is a self-contained experience. I thought the whole purpose of NFTs was that you could, like, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the end goal is you're meant to be able to take them with you wherever. Exactly. It feels like the one big selling point for NFTs mm -hmm. is is not there. Yeah. Do you think, but just by the name, that, like, it's going to have some kind of connection with, like, Final Fantasy 16 and whatever I, the next games are like it's oh, it's the connect it's the it's the the glue that holds the whole thing together this is the symbiogenesis that's what i'm saying of Square the, Enix. yes like, exactly like, there's gonna be a kingdom hearts 4 world where yes. you can go and meet all your nfts that you yes. collect no. from that's what i'm saying yes like that's that's what these are like the they will show up in other square enix games mm -hmm. and this is how well i I actually yeah. want this now. Let's go. That would <laughs> if they if they needed to inter <laughs> if they had to be around to interface with another game, then wouldn't they need to be wholly unique? Or I guess no, you can still like buy parts of a of a unit. Ah, that's, NFTs that's, are garbage. They are. They are. Garbage. I love it. I'm in for it now. <laughs> the, the, the idea that I had is what, what it is. I'm all for it. You it won't so, be. But... It's going to be its own self-contained piece of shit, but it'll be one of those NFT things that comes out and you're like, well, why was this NFT anything? Like, <laughs> there are so many projects that are NFT projects that don't rely on NFT technology at all. But tell you what, if they didn't have that flashy buzzword, we would have <laughs> never heard about that. Like so many of these that are like, oh, you collect NFTs along the way. It's like, it's the same piece of art, but we changed the color code yeah i mean and nfts are just gotcha with extra steps like yes it's kind of ridiculous exactly. yeah exactly what they are mm -hmm. so i can't wait to to load up my nft i i guess characters is i that's what i'm assuming here is like if you wait is this like slavery? characters you own them as mm. nfts yeah you're owning people well characters yeah, i don't think that they count people. as people just yet wow <laughs> Who's who's the racist now? No, no. Let's because... just clip. Let's just clip that part with no. <laughs> <Yeah. content. laughs> no, because they're not sentient. They're not sentient. Mm. They are just characters in a game. Mm. So yeah. I think you need to get I out mean, of the south. If if you purchase a, I'm not. Hey, what's the next story, Scrappy? <laughs> uh, well, the next story is that Symbiogenesis is coming like next year, spring next year, uh, sure. and it's going to be a browser service. You can load it up. We can load it up in the side alongside Kitten's game to collect all of our NFTs. And we'll all have a very happy, good time. Next up, coming from Japan, PSVR 2 is a thing. We've known about it for a bit. We've seen the specs. They're good specs, and it feels good and nice to see it. And it is going to be $549.99 to buy just the, the VR machine part of it, and then $50 for the charging station for the controllers, and then $500 for the PlayStation 5 that you probably don't have because they're still really hard to come across. And then who knows how much for one of the 11 or 12 games that they've announced for it 
it's a bit of a hefty price. If you already have a gaming PC, you could probably spend just a couple bucks more to get a Vive, I think, if that math's out yeah, right. In index, yeah, even. Yeah. So PSVR 2, it's, it's more expensive yeah. than the console it's going to be on. I'm well, bummed because I remember talking what... about it. That, like, depends I was like, what region you're good. in, right? Because the PS5 also had that price hike in certain oh. regions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's true. Yeah. So it's already like difficult to get. The price has now gone up, or I guess like stocks are meant to be back, but also, you know, double the cost of that if you want to get PSVR oh, yeah. 2. Mm -hmm. It's a bummer because it, it seemed like a really good, like, all right, this might be like, because they've had a chance to, you know, work some kinks out and the PS5 is a little more powerful, might be like, one of the go-to like easy to use VR things where it's just plug and play, like not the other ones where if you are getting for a PC, you have to figure all that bullshit out mm -hmm. and this, you just plug it into your console and you're good to go. But yeah, that price is like, that's a really hard to swallow. Like I was reading yeah. more about it and I guess like if you count for inflation now, especially now it is basically the same price as the first one when it came out weirdly. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, Inflation's but... been a bit still that's just like boy you're asking me to spend more than the call i've spent over a thousand dollars and i don't have a game to play yet mm -hmm. still no it's that's the, not true you have astrobots playroom how dare VR? you forget about them well no but well, if you I mean about vr game yeah if you buy a ps5 and the psvr and no games yeah. you at least have astrobots playroom what really kills it for me is the no backwards compatibility with the previous psvr mm -hmm. games that's mm -hmm. I give like if it with if those were compatible, it'd be like okay, this is shit, but it's not as bad as it could be, I guess. But I'm I'm pretty shocked that like of of like the VR killer apps, there was no Beat Saber mention. Yeah, and that there was no Half Life Alex mention. That's a big surprise. I wonder if if they're still working that out. Yeah, maybe, or it just it just feels like you know that is the VR at the yeah. moment. Um, yeah, that's the, like the one proper game, and it's just like it's stuck. It's, it's stuck the games we up. we know about right now is that Horizon Call of the Mountain VR experience that was already announced like months ago. Yeah, right? yeah forever and ago. Then, and then at this event, they announced slash confirmed 11 new games that uh, will be coming. Uh, the Dark Pictures Switchback VR, uh, Crossfire Sierra Squad, The Light Brigade, Cities VR Enhanced Edition, Cosmonius High, Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue, Jurassic World Aftermath Collection, Pistol Whip VR, Zenith The Last City, After the Fall, and Tentacular. So, Yeah. I mean, some yeah. of those games, they've already been out or we've already known about uh, them. And it's just yeah. like, and it's coming to PSVR 2 as well. Others are brand new, like the Dark Pictures and Crossfire. Like Crossfire yeah. I mean, Club. if the Dark Pictures is going to be anything like the last one that Supermassive did, um, that was when they did the Until Dawn VR game that was mm. an on-rails shooter. Yeah. Um, which is just the yeah, it's just not not the vibe. Like it was a it was an on rail shooter where they also played a few cutscenes from the original game. Um, it's just a just a, a weird eclectic mix of VR that kind of still shows that 
VR doesn't know what VR is doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know why there isn't... Um, I, I really hope this is probably in the works, but, like, imagine Gran Turismo 7 with VR. Yeah, no kidding. Right? Yeah. Like, like it's so, such an easy, like, you're already sitting down, just strap on the headset. Yeah, has there been any confirmation for, like, a theater mode in it or anything? I don't think I haven't heard anything about it. Okay. Uh, but this is all coming out February 22nd, I believe, and you can pre-order starting next week, next Tuesday. You can throw out your yeah. pre-orders if you have $550 to spend not on rent. Um, or so. going into holiday season. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, fuck my friends. I want to spend 550 on me. So, you know, if, if that's your thing, if you are interested to see what Sony can bring to the VR market... You could have have twenty of your closest friends get together, twenty five bucks each, and they could all. That's right. You can all share it. Pitch into to yeah. Dude. It's a timeshare. It's a PSVR two timeshare. Oh god. Yeah, you're gonna need it. Fuck. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's such as like the the hardware itself is probably actually gonna be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. This all the stuff around it just sucks. Mm -hmm. And I imagine real. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine, too, it, it might run into the same issues as the PS5 in terms of, like, it's going to be hard to get one, not just because of the Probably. price, but because, like, after after a week, it's sold out, and then yeah. you're waiting, and, you know, it's you have to so scrounge. Yeah. 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 I mean, I am interested to see it. Like, like I think my problem with PSVR 2 right now is I'm excited about the, the idea of it. I'm not excited about almost any of the software for it. <laughs> like mm -hmm. maybe the, the horizon thing and i think resident evil 8 or village has been confirmed right for vr2 but i'm not sure but but uh, yeah, yeah like, I, the horizon is neat and all but it's like eh, i mean okay yeah like honestly i feel like that should i guess i don't know the scope of it but it feels like something that could have been a tech demo or like a, a build like bundle but, it in so like they, need, they need a bundle game big time yeah it's like 550 like you need something in there, right? Yeah. Well, you you can buy it with Horizon as a bundle. It's just that six hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. Just pay more. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's a good bundle. Yeah. This is just uh, more in Sony just being super expensive, being the Apple I guess of it's the game. But it's like also, um, I'm not in the VR space, so I for a lot of people this might just be pretty normal because like PSVR original, it sold okay. It sold like three million or something or four like. More than you think, uh, and I—I I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't if this does pretty well because I think VR stuff's not covered super well, and it's kind of a quiet, quietly just doing its own thing kind of market. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe this is going to be right in line with the people that are way into it or interested, and they'll be like, all right. Yeah, sounds good to me. I mean, lest we forget that the the Oculus Rift to a Quest, the Quest Two, Quest Two, kind yeah. of yeah, it kind of broke the market in terms of how yeah. cheap it was. Like it's it's scary how cheap it was. And then I mean, they recently bumped up the price by a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So I don't think you can use that as your your benchmark for mm -hmm. like the cost to entry for VR, like a VR experience. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, the Quest Two is a is a decent machine, especially for the price. But Absolutely. then if you want something like hefty and some quote unquote real VR experience, you're looking at like six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars at least. And that's outside of having a machine that's beefy enough that's to me, yeah. So push if it, it. the all things considered this is probably still the cheaper way to get a 
pretty good VR experience, most likely. Because yeah. if you want to have a good VR experience on PC, like you're saying, you have to have a pretty good PC to do it, and that's mm-hmm. way more than a PS5. Yeah. And, and that's already, <laughs> you're looking at, what, 1500 yeah. bucks, maybe? Yeah, for, like, just the video cards, the price of a fucking PS5 right now. Well, actually, yeah. they've calmed down quite a bit, but still, like, they're still up there. Mm-hmm. You want to buy a, buy a 4090 that'll, you know, commit Sudoku on itself in, in yeah. two weeks for yeah. 1.5K? <laughs> yeah. And then you need to buy a case big enough to, to hold it. Yeah. The thing is, like, bigger than a fucking PlayStation. It's yeah, crazy. unreal. Yeah. I've seen yeah. it attached to, like, the little ITX boards. Mm-hmm. And it, it looks like a graphics card wearing a backpack. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, PSVR 2 could be like a good entry point, especially for people who already have a PS5, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're looking at yeah. 550 or 1000 for a Vive. You know, I mean, and then not there's bad. something to be said for you just plug it in and you're done. You're not having to yep. figure anything else out, it's figured out for you. Right. And it beats the PSVR one where you needed to plug a box into your PS4 and then plug <laughs> your PSVR into the box and the PS5 or the PS4. And then also have a uh, PlayStation camera, if I remember right. Yeah, you needed to, to have the PlayStation work. camera and the move controllers if you wanted to do the, the move stuff. Right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, considering it's all in one, it's not bad. Absolutely. It's, it's too expensive, but uh, there's definitely going to be a market for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it, if it'd been I don't know, uh, yeah, just a little bit cheaper, it'd be a little something more to consider. But yeah, it's still too much, right? Personally, I mean, di- yeah. Directly contrast that with Sony's competitors, Microsoft. Uh, they're selling their Xboxes at at a loss. I mean, we've known that. I mean, that's just kind of how the market goes. Uh, but Phil Spencer's revealed that Series Xs are being sold at two hundred dollars. Like they're losing two hundred dollars per Series X sold, and per Series crazy. S losing a hundred. Just also pretty crazy. That's pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm curious mean, to know historically what what because basically every console ever has been sold at a loss. So be yeah. curious to know what those numbers are for previous ones. Because two hundred dollars seems like quite a lot per console. Per like that's unit. a big big chunk. Yeah. Like how many? That's what a uh, couple years of Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of this was also, you know, so in line. This is exactly why, you know, whenever a new console generation gets announced, and you see stuff like Linus Tech Tips being like, "We're going to try to build a PC that matches the specs of the Xbox Series X," and it's like, yeah. "Oh wow, it cost us nine hundred dollars to build that." And it's like, "Well, yeah, because." Microsoft is able to eat that. Sony is yeah. able to eat that. Like I'm sure that you know we've we've just been talking about the PSVR two. For that to cost five hundred and fifty to manufacture, that's probably got to be seven hundred dollars at um, least. It's got to yeah. be, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, there's been a kind of a big Microsoft tell-all recently because I think Phil has just sat down to do an interview with I think CNBC, right? Um, so we learned about, yeah, the Series X is being sold at a loss, like a big loss. And we know that Game Pass itself is actually profitable, which is pretty cool to hear. Like the subscription service model is working for a big gaming, like, you know, yeah. industry. And yeah, I th- that number is really cool to hear. And it's very funny, like going onto forums and stuff where they're like, you know, Game Pass will have a price hike because it's just unsustainable you know the the armchair ceos but 
more than likely this Xbox Game Pass being profitable isn't being entirely genuine because mm. you know when you if they're looking at like the game pass department the game pass like that vertical you know they're looking at the ins and outs of the specific four game pass deals or you know how much people are paying for it or underpaying for it using the the ways around it but the the value to game pass gets increased when xbox game studios publishes something over here so it's not like they would be factoring in the yeah. price of it's gotta the, be hard yeah the yeah. activision acquit acqui the activision acquisition try saying that five times fast <laughs> um or like you know halo being released not that that probably does much nowadays <laughs> yeah it's just any first party thing that it comes out on there yeah. like what portion of that is technically you know game pass or whatever for yeah like yeah, yeah. like it, it must be hard to like factor all that in right because i mean you can't just say like oh if sixty thousand people played like halo infinite day one that's sixty thousand times sixty dollars we've lost like i don't i don't yeah. think that's that, that math doesn't quite uh, check out right math yeah yeah god yeah i wasn't even thinking about how they would like be looking at the profitability of a game when it's like physically sold this much digitally sold this much this much has gone through like code resellers mm -hmm. and then this much has been you know playing via game pass and then you add in like oh purchased via game pass which is a flat 20 percent discount um the accountants are probably spinning over there right it's got to be i'm sure the most just the the number that matters most just how much money is is it alone making on that subscription yeah. Mm -hmm. like that's because it's impossible to factor in how much truly what's the true cost of them to to give game pass as a service that's got to be an impossible number to figure out right and even then if you're trying to like do a cost per time analysis right like if, if someone did let's say for example purchase a month of game pass just to play one game there's a high likelihood <laughs> they didn't just play that one game because mm -hmm, you know yeah. you can just load up game pass and see like oh hey that other game i've been wanting to check out's there too right but then yeah. so what are you saying that they got halo infinite and another game for seven dollars a piece like that yeah that doesn't really make sense either yeah, right? like if you want to get game pass you know just to play tunic because it's a third of the price of buying the game outright then you know you're suddenly opened up to the plethora of other content on there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and I mean, this also knowing that Microsoft is losing 200 per console, you know, then that puts into perspective a lot more, their pushes to Samsung TVs and working with Logitech to create these streaming boxes. And I think they yeah. said in that interview somewhere that they had for the time being shelved their idea of like the streaming box. Mm. Um, and I think you could even see it like way high up on a shelf behind Phil as he is wont to do. Yeah yeah um but you know that's also like okay well you know these are definitely things that are going to make more sense when it's like well you know if streaming is in a good enough compatible enough state for people to not care about it as much then they're not even having to eat as many console costs mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, i mean that'll be the big thing for them right is eventually when it gets to a point where you can market to people and they don't have to buy that 200 300 mm -hmm. machine up front just like yeah, hey you have a you have a amazon fire stick and an xbox controller 
here's Halo, here's mm -hmm. Pentiment, here's Starfield. You know, yeah. how much more by the time that Starfield comes out in a year and five days. Um, Are you counting? But I just looked down and I was like, oh, as you know, we're recording 11 6, so 11 oh, 11. Yeah. yeah. Um, if they we're pushed to 11 11 next year? No, I think they pushed it just to. Oh, like 2023, right? Like oh, just, sorry. Yeah, was it meant to be? It was supposed to be coming out in, in five days is when it was oh, originally. It was supposed to come out in five days. Yeah. <laughs> originally. So, well, yeah, it's, well they're, they're putting the finishing touches on those 1,000 right. planets. You know? then yeah, this yeah, one yeah, worked for my analogy. But like a year from now, how different is the landscape going to look for, for you know, the people who might not be happy that uh, Call of Duty may not be coming to PlayStation going forward? kind of thing it's like well yeah. if i can just play it anyway anywhere then eh. yeah 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 it's just it's it's interesting contrasting the two major players in the gaming space right now right like sony is the like the big upfront cost for our premium experiences and then xbox is all about lowering the cost as much as possible to get you in the door mm. and stay in their ecosystem you know and and definitely past that you've got to look at what they're handing you as well because microsoft's track record is not looking great right now <laughs> no uh, even are you talking about like for their first party stuff or? yeah yeah because even hey. phil was saying that he's like whoo been a while since we've yeah. done something like like since and there was like, who i can't remember who it was one of the lead guys on halo was like yeah it's like we tripped at the finish line <laughs> yeah we tripped at the, yeah it was like a yeah. runner sprinting to the end and tripping at the finish line yeah and it was infinite which i think that's very apt it was like boy Halo Infinite should have been nothing but a home run, and they—it's been yeah. such a disappointment, which yeah. is a bummer. And they even delayed it, right, like a year, and it still yeah, wasn't man. quite a slam dunk. I can't even imagine what it would have been like if they'd released it. Well, and <laughs> also that. They've, a launch, that they've since done weird stuff, like yeah, we're gonna like legitimately cancel local co-op, and yeah. then people figure out how to enable it, like through you know cer doing certain fucky stuff on the menus. And it it runs great on the on the Series X console on the Series consoles at least. It does not run well on the Xbox One, but you could just say, "Hey, it doesn't work on this." Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's still, it, it says a lot that right now my favorite first party Xbox experience so far has been Forza Horizon Five. It's a competent and very great good game, stuff, but that's, yeah. I, I'm saying that after a Halo game came out. Like, yeah, yeah. they yeah. really haven't had much except those really in terms of big big name stuff yeah i mean we know fable is coming out coming we up we know of a bunch of stuff that's yeah. supposedly coming in the future yeah. at some point yeah. but that's kind of it right yeah i mean well it was kind of like even four years ago it was like well we know stuff is coming and then just none of that stuff has has really hit the mark where it should have no so we're gonna we're gonna keep knowing stuff is coming but we'll yeah. uh seemingly the stuff they have coming seems neat yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I will be dark, stable. Yeah, I will be praying for those games, but for now, I'm going to need to help oh. of my favorite book, <laughs> Holy Bible. Oh boy, the good book. But, but Scrappy, where can I find this holy book of yours? Yeah, where can I get my hands on it? Uh, so Valve has been so kind to create a storefront called Steam, and um, on Steam right now, well, not right now. How uh, I believe we all are. It, it comes out sometime this month, November 22, is the planned release date for the Bible. Um, 
which is coming out to Steam uh, okay. in a ki kinetic model form or a kinetic novel form. So you can uh, load it up and go to whatever book you'd like. One of the kinetic 66 novel. books. What a, what a name. Yeah. And then load up whatever verse you want and read it out loud. And I have watched the trailer that's on Steam and it is all fully voiced. Oh, beautiful. By, by God himself, I guess. Um, wow. How'd <laughs> yeah. they land him? I don't know. Not, I hear he's not, busy. Not a, not a cheap yeah. contract, I've heard. Oh, no. And this is being developed and published by Bible Games, which I love because that name is just like, what are we going to call ourselves? Ah, we're doing the Bible. Let's just call ourselves. Like, fuck it. Bible Games. It's, uh, it's so funny. They, they, didn't, they didn't learn, or I guess I haven't looked at it too much, but they, they had needed to prepare and be like, all right, you, you get the... Here's part of the Old Testament. You want the Book of Judges? That's DLC, baby. <laughs> you want... Uh, you know what I mean? You want, we'll give you three three of the Gospels, but the fourth one, John, which is weird anyway, you got to pay for that one, DLC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just so funny. Like, I, my favorite thing is that the Bible is, according to the Guinness World Records, it's the best-selling book ever. Like, so literally easy. billions. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, been around for, for literally millennia. I and bet, that, so, I bet so that Vatican City also does that as like a shelf corporation game. Yeah. Like it's all within the same bubble, but it's like these guys are making it all and then these people are all purchasing it. And then these purchasers are then selling it to distributors. But it's like, but you're all owned by the same massive corporation. Mm -hmm. But I'm just so glad that the world's best selling book is finally accessible to the gamers. That's right. After so many years, so many centuries. The gamers finally have won. These, these cursed, see the these light cursed of gamers God. can maybe, yeah. you know, have some of the that stink washed off of them. <laughs> Cleanliness, right? right? Right next to godliness. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I I want to know how much it's going to cost. Like, what are know, they I, pricing the Bible at? You, I, it's I got a trivia game in it. You can do it trivia. Does. Well, yeah, yeah the fact that they've got trivia Bible and trivia. full voice acting, it's like you know. They haven't just copy pasted off any of the other free entire transcriptions yeah. of the Bible because that thing is fucking like out of copyright or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think like no that one they're going to have different versions. Like this is the King James Bible DLC for, you know, oh, maybe like the different, different translations. Kind. Yeah. Different mm -hmm. translation. Maybe. Maybe. That'd be interesting. But... Know, we'll, just... we'll be sure to keep you all informed as to this great what the, situation. What are the Steam achievements like? Oh, I this wonder. This is the only game be, ever yeah. I've been interested in achievements. Would, would you platinum this game? Be like, no. oh, brother, pick between Cain or Abel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, deadass, I don't know enough about achievements. to. I don't know where to go to see if if there even are achievements. Does that make sense? I, I don't see actually what you know did where. There. View the concept art for biblically accurate angels. It's <laughs> yeah. horror stories. Horror play imagine. a total combined hour to have a total combined playtime of 40 days. If Moses can do it, so can you. <laughs> oh no, he was 40 years. <laughs> Fuck. Right. Uh, um, I'm looking at the community page, the Steam community page for it right now. Um, and there are only two comments on it. One, I never thought I wanted this, but great. This just might be the easiest way to read the scriptures on a Steam Deck, which is great to see some Steam Deck representation. In our I mean, that's bullshit. Mode. It's got a web browser. 
that's going to be yep. the easiest way to do it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. The web browser is kind of weird to use in theme. If I can just open up a .exe and just read the bibble right there, that'd be pretty pro. Pretty and then the other thing, uh, is this like some secret comedy game or did you guys just actually put the Bible on Steam? Weird Yo. place to digitally put a Bible if you're all dead serious. What if it's a creepypasta? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> oh, you mean this might not actually be the Bible? Yeah, what if it's what if it's one of those like cool games that you end up like hearing about a month after they release yeah. because Matt Pat's released a video of them, oh, and it's yeah. just like oh yeah, like if you go to this page and you, you know, correct these numbers and type in this phrase, then yeah. it takes you to a I I don't know a racing <laughs> game where you need to race the arc to to stop the moon from hatching, right. and it's like, just like. I think the big tip off is going to be you buy this game and you start downloading it and it's like 40 gigabytes. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just, it gets you the different puzzle like stuff where you're trying to figure shit out. Like, like it, it just did it. It just says sacrifice your firstborn. And it's yeah. like, what does that want you to do? Send a video of us, of you doing that to us. Yeah. And then we will unlock the next part of the game. You go yeah. into the into the game files and you find Monica there for some reason. <laughs> so this is the Bible, the ARG. Oh, I'm going to be so sad if this is just the Bible now. This is going to be a day one purchase for me. Fuck. Damn it. It, it is just going to be the Bible, though. It yeah, is. it probably will just be the Bible. But like I, it should it, be. It could be something cooler. Yeah. And, and I, I want to be clear to to our uh, our listeners. This isn't us trying to evangelize you. This is just a very fucking funny story. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Bible is going to be on Steam. Bible's the, the Bible's a game now on Steam. Yes, I mean, you need you need. It's recommended that you have four gigs of available space. Wow. That's hey, probably audio. Was, no, yeah, uh, audio. Yeah, I uh, guess audio's, audio takes a lot of space. It can. Yeah. 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 Shame. So. Brett. Oh, are you trying to move on to our game? Do you want to talk about Marvel Snap? <laughs> so. And we're going to talk about this next game, if you'd like it to. <laughs> oh, man. Why, why is it Snap on the Switch? Well, so that would be fantastic. really hard. Yeah, it'd be super difficult. Mm -hmm. would be but hard? I think porting it to the Switch. Yeah. But you you two have been playing a lot more Marvel Snap since we last talked about it, right? I have. I've played, let me tell you what, I think we said what our the green level collection level was last time. I'll tell you yeah. what it is now. Let me load it real fast. I, I think you said it was like low 30s. Yeah, mine, not, mine's not gone from anymore. low 30s into uh, 60s or 70s. Oh, I don't want to say it, no. Is it higher Fair. than Ruts? Because the Ruts last time was in it like 200 something or something like that. I think so, yeah. 300, Otten, are you? No, it's at 231. Okay, so you were at where Rut was last week, I think. 231. So I played more. Boy, does this uh, get a lot less satisfying when you don't have any uh, missions or chapters to get done for the season pass. It's like awesome. everything you, comes to a standstill. You've, you've done your dailies. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, boy, I'm not getting any new cards anymore, I guess, or new anything, I guess. And then you get to a certain point where, like, when you do the collection level, it was, like, two spots in between. Like, you'd get two collection levels, you'd get the next thing, whether mm -hmm. it was a card or whatever the hell. Now it's four, so they doubled that. Mm. So it takes more to get up there once you get to, like, two But also, something. at the stage you're at now, 
don't you earn more points for upgrading cards? I mean, theoretically, if you, I think have, when you go from if like, you have the credits to do it, but mm, I don't have credits. Ah, is credits no, I'm not, the I'm um, not purchasing them? Is credits V bucks? Is that the currency? Uh, uh there's two currencies. There's credits and gold. You could buy either. Well, I mean, mm. you can buy gold with money, and you use the gold to buy credits if you want. Ah, uh, but I mean, but, if, if you're you're you, if you're at the point in the game where you've already finished. The battle pass that's the part that you can just put it down and wait for the next banner right well yes and no because like you have well i guess this what you, you can work up now is the uh i don't know what this is called in this uh your ranking for like the bronze and silver and gold bullshit hmm. that you can work on because you go up to certain ranks in that and you you gain stuff i guess if you want i don't yeah. i don't know but anyway, that's not really what I want to talk about. I don't remember how wide we got you, on that. What do you want to talk about? Um, the Seas of Pass. So I guess I was under the impression that there are certain cards in here that you can only get if you have the Seas of Pass. And that it means purchasing the premium. Because you can, everybody, you can work through the Seas of Pass, but like every other fucking step is locked behind the, the premium version you have to pay for. So there's a bunch of stuff you won't get unless you pay 10 bucks, whatever the hell it is. Right. Yeah, 10 bucks. Um, but apparently, so the the unique cards that are in it, because there are absolutely some cards that you can't get except in this um, season pass. I guess you can get them later. Like they're going to come out. I don't know if they're going to be along that collection path or how that means you get them later, so you're not gated from them forever. But it's like several months from now or something like that. Oh, that's kind of lame. Yeah. But it's, well, if it was just cosmetics, I, uh, I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a fan of that. I think with a well-defined path for how you can get them in the future, it's okay. It's not like they're putting it into a vault to say like... Yeah, I just wonder where it shows up because like they have this shop where like, you know, uh, they'll have variants, which are like skins that you, mm -hmm. daily that come up. But there's nowhere to buy, like, buy cards that like say you missed out on mm. X card in this previous season pass here. You can buy it here now. Like, are they just like, eh, we're going to add it on to this collection level which, you know, that might take you weeks. Two hunt two or three hundred levels from now. All right, I finally got up to where I can get Spider Man now. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. So it, so you're saying that there's like kind of a pay to win model here where if you're if you pay, you can get possibly better cards than people who don't pay. Potentially, don't pay. yeah. You definitely get them much sooner. Mm. Um, I guess there's a way to get them in later. I don't know what that is. And what later seems like if you're going to go the I don't want to pay anything route and just I'll be playing it regularly or whatever, it seems like it would be pretty difficult and very, very time-consuming, which is not – I mean, we're talking about a fucking free-to-play game. It's not unusual. Yeah, that's but, um I felt the need to talk about it more after we're like, hey, these microtransactions and stuff, this seems pretty good last week. And now I'm like, no, nah, this kind of seems like everywhere else everybody does. Uh okay no. so they they kind of suck or at least they're they're mid they're they're not nearly as good the, the fact that there are cars that you cannot use until uh, at some undetermined time in the future that i don't know and i don't even mm -hmm. know how to get them um that kind of blows yeah but, yeah i just i just can't see how you get excited over a new pokemon sorry snap card I'm not i'm not excited over it but don't you know what I would, I would totally own that if that made any sense. <laughs> but it you're just doesn't. lamenting the fact that you're missing out on collecting stuff. 
Not even collect you. So that's my so that's my big problem with I'm not I'm probably not gonna play Snap much longer because one of my most annoying fucking things is like when people have cars that I cannot get unless I pay for or whatever it is. So that's why I never got into like playing magic or anything like that, because the idea that I just don't have the thing is so fucking annoying to me. Or or whatever it is, uh, like the idea of constantly having to chase t- the cards to just be relevant, quote unquote, to have decks that are relevant now is just such a it's so insane. You don't want to you don't want to like chase a meta or anything, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of that's why like Hearthstone, like it's it was fun the first like I remember playing it when it came out. I was like, oh, this is fun, but as soon as it's like, there's just so much, there's too much to keep up with. Screw that. And then there's just certain RNG stuff that always pisses me off. That's just not. Uh, there's not literally nothing i can do if it doesn't fall my way and it's like well i mm-hmm. guess that's the end of that rut like that match yeah. like literally yeah. cannot do anything about it mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah. i mean it, as, as a pretty casual like this uh, you know simple deck builder it's only 20 cards mm-hmm. nothing's crazy about it um it's all right i mean it's fun but and it's still it's still incredibly satisfying if someone snaps and then you win it's like you fucking played yourself you moron yeah you fucking played yourself i i feel the same way about like card games in general in that like they're i like the mechanics of card games but i don't like the whole you have to chase the meta and and, yeah yeah and that's why i love like deck builder like video game like like a slay the spire right where there is that's what i like i like slay the spire yeah yeah because slay the spire you know you're not you don't have to pay more money or open more boosters to get a thing like it's a run and like yeah just all the choices you make in the run determine your deck etc yep that actually does make me think because i i had um i was recently chatting with richard garfield one of the the well the creator of magic the gathering Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of express this exact same thought that you guys are talking about the idea of like chasing a medal or you know trying to get cards to build for a specific purpose that would then be like it allows you to play the deck correctly and it like it yeah. stops feeling like you're the one playing the game and it starts feeling like the game is playing you mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, like a lottery and so like even with like packs like boy i hope i get that one card i need to make this deck work or whatever yeah. oh, i didn't get it Oops. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I, I went to a, like a magic draft night once, and I like that format because it's like everyone's starting from zero, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. at least it feels a little bit more like luck at the draw isn't as big of a deal, right? Because it's not like you're going up against someone who spent like months like perfecting that deck and they've been opening so many boosters throughout the time and all that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some Marvel Snap, you think you're dropping it some point soon? I don't know when, but I'm sure I will. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I, I enjoy playing it's quick. You know, the, the thing that the matches are quick and you can get through it real fast is uh, part of the appeal of it right now. Because, like, well, Hearthstone's, what, like 10 turns? But, like, every turn gets, I wouldn't say exponentially, but it adds a lot more onto it because there's just more you can do. Mm-hmm. So right. every turn adds to the time. And I think that they've kind of hit a nice sweet spot with this um six turn format that they're doing mm. works yeah. nice bite-sized games to get yeah, through it's, it's a nice toilet game apparently yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh i've been playing something that isn't quite a toilet game at all um so as you all know that big indie gem god of war ragnarok is coming out this week 
uh, and I've been pretty excited for it. So, I mean, earlier this year, I, I started playing God of War 2018. I started a new game plus run. And in the past two weeks, I've been like finishing that up and I just ran credits last night. Man, it's, hey, God of War 2018 is a good, did you guys know it's a good game? <laughs> it's a good fucking game. It's, it's good. a good video game. <laughs> It, it fucking good. slaps, dude. I wonder Man. how this is going to affect you with Ragnarok, because one of the bigger criticisms I've heard of it is it's just... And this, I guess, I don't even know if it's fair to call it criticism. It's just like, they don't do it. It's pretty the same mm. in a way. Like, you're just getting more of the same. Like, it's that combat or whatever that you've just went through. You're like, boy, I'm not, not a lot different here. I'm, I don't know. Honestly, I am I am excited for that, only because uh, there definitely is that... Uh, how to phrase this like you know when you when you beat god of war 2018 like the last few hours of the game like you're fucking like powerful and like the enemies are stronger too but you have so many yeah. tools and combos and strength and all that right and then i was coming back in like i don't remember how to play this game so when i got in the new game plus i have all these tools and shit and the enemies are stronger and i for some reason chose hard mode and <laughs> i i was like okay this is a little tough like this is starting to feel like the dark souls of god of war or whatever um <laughs> so you know there, there was like it was a lot to like get back in the saddle of and there was a lot like by the end of it of course i was totally fine right but it was just it was a lot very hectic and i think it'd be nice to kind of start from the beginning and kind of you know, start all over, like clean slate, unlock everything slowly over time. I'm kind of looking yeah. forward to that. You do the yeah. old. Oh no! All of my equipment was stolen between now and oh. <laughs> between the end of the last oh. game and the start of this one. Oh, we... Okay, I believe that with the chaos blades, with the axe, he can just you know, told, yeah, just he just back. presses triangle and it comes back yeah. to him, right? Like, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be one of those. Oh, we swam in that river. Too bad it the current was so much and it ripped off all my armor and equipment yeah i have to start over <laughs> yeah i i honestly do hope you start with the chaos blades though again just i would i, would I really think you so. would yeah because it, it, it was like... a very it was a pretty good story reason why you didn't have them until you got them yeah i guess right. we should also right. say that none of us of on this panel today have played ragnarok so. yes yes yeah so we don't we don't know don't, like we can't spoil ragnarok because yeah. we don't know yeah. how to spoil anything ragnarok. that we say right. is 100 percent Yes. Um, based Although, on trailers, the Tom Hiddleston cameo as Loki was pretty wild. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, um, there, there, might, universe. there might be spoilers in this for God of War 2018, though. So if that's going to. Yeah. Well, I mean, mentioning you, the I mean, Chaos Blades is kind of spoilery. That was a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But. So I guess a little late warning for you there. I but. mean, it's four years ago now. I don't care. What, <laughs> what pantheon do you want to have Kratos hit next? Egypt, baby. Egypt would be cool. Or like East Asian somewhere, like Chinese would be cool. Egypt, or I've started to read more about like Irish. They have like a crazy oh, history yeah. there that mm -hmm. I didn't really know much about. I don't, I still don't know that much, but I was like, whoa, there's like wild stuff going on. Right. I kind of want to see like either probably like India, because that shit's like, well, there's like an infinite amount of gods yeah. to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> Or Christianity. I think Christianity oh. would be very just, interesting. Uh, it's, yeah. it's the Kratos Bayonetta crossover we all wanted, right? Maybe this, yeah. the Bible releasing on Steam is Sony Santa Monica doing some oh, research. Shit. You get to the final page, and then it says, yeah. and then Kratos showed up. Yes. You write your own Bible. Yeah, like buy the sequel. The, the Bible 2 on Steam next year. That's right. The Bible yeah. 2 uh, Armageddon, and it's... Yeah. Kratos 
in there somehow. Mm-hmm. Two gods. Although two Kratos is totally dying in Ragnarok, right? Is that what we were? Yeah, I, I reckon I that'll be the would, case. He's totally dead. But yeah, because I didn't remember this until I, I beat the game again. But so you remember at the end they're at Jotunheim, right? And and uh, yeah. Atreus touches the, the wall and it reveals like the mom has known about their journey the whole time. Like she's mm-hmm. had, she's known the prophecy. Yeah, and. Uh, and then Atreus says something along the lines of like, I guess we're finally at the end. And then the wind blows in a certain way that the curtain lifts up and Kratos sees on the mural, there's a shot of like him looking like he's dying in Atreus's arms. I totally forgot yeah. about that mural until true. seeing this. And it's like, okay, yeah. Foreshadowing. So, so either Kratos is going to die or they're going to somehow break the prophecy and they're he's going to like do a fake out. Yeah. So, well, they're going to break the prophecy and then he's just going to, die a different way maybe he'll die and then he'll see his you know he'll see the mom and she'll be like no you need to go back to continue being a good father yeah and then she'll do some magic and push him back into his body turns fully into loki and kills kratos on his (laughs) path to being a villain he meets up with hades yeah yeah, Odin. Odin paid Atreus off and promised he'd bring his mom back to life. So he he betrays Kratos. Mm-hmm. I I always love my mom. You're not my real dad. And <laughs> and then uh, Kratos dies. At Atreus. And then Jerry Springer That's what it's really showing. Is it showing Atreus Odin's cradling him for a paternity test? Yes. And mm-hmm. it's trying to make sure. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, God of War Ragnarok on TLC. <laughs> I mean, if you read, if you know the stories of Odin, he would he would be a very good uh, Jerry Springer guest based on what he's done. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, he's done a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's but. kind of an asshole. Like, oh, like people are like, oh, Odin, and they because they think of like Anthony Hopkins and stuff. It's like, no, Odin was a piece of shit oh, in yeah. Norse mythology. Like, he was Same. nothing but just a bastard to everybody. <laughs> Same with Thor, kind of. Thor is a total yes. asshole. Like, he's yes, not like, he's not the fun, funny Chris Hemsworth. No, no. Like, if people actually look at Norse mythology, like the gods fucking blow. Like, yeah. Like even like Freya in the in God of War is like. Like she's like, yeah, hey, I know you got a big deal with God. She's like, I get it. Like they suck. Like yeah. she, she got fucked by Odin too. Like totally hard, mm-hmm. cursed and all. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think I'm really glad that I, I have replayed it just because you know it's been a while since I've beaten it. Like I didn't beat it since 2018, right? Like mm-hmm. so, it, it's been a while. It's been nice to have a refresher and like. Thought about doing that. Yeah, I mean, you have time. You have you know 24 hours or so. Well, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just crazy how good the acting is i, I know we're rehashing oh, yeah. four-year-old discourse here but man it's such a great game a and good just, game yeah and like the the scene at the end where you know kratos kills balder and like like mm-hmm. i had forgotten that balder was choking out freya and like kratos interrupts and it's like the cycle ends here not like just that. choking out freya but she was like, telling him to, to kill her to, to, yeah like if that's what yeah. makes you happy kill me right yes kill me yeah it's like the love of a parent and it's there's so much there that it's easy to forget and miss it all through the spectacle of like oh the giant and all kratos swinging his axe and balder doing super saiyan shit and going fire and ice like you know it's easy to be taken away with that and totally forget all the like the great writing and delivery of it all in between it so i'm kind of i'm really glad i did refresh myself on that before going in and i've heard that ragnarok it starts with like um some sort of like last time god of war so 
I mean, uh, I don't think you're going to be missing out completely if if you didn't yeah, replay yeah. A, a, a 30, 40 hour someone's, game. You can find someone's three hour YouTube essay nitpicking every <laughs> single aspect in chronological yeah. order and how those themes relate to the overall struggle of Atreus to figure out his place in the world. Mm -hmm. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I'm so fucking excited for, for yeah, it's nice. I, it's so nice to, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm definitely looking forward to story stuff. Cause I definitely like games more for the story than anything. And mm -hmm. the story is stories in general in gaming are by far the weakest part of every game. Almost yes. even games with good stories. Like, I mean, for a game, it's a good story. Yeah, but, <laughs> but for, for a, like a TV like, show, movie, if I was, yeah. So, so yeah. often it's just like, okay, it's it's simple enough, and it's a vehicle for whatever the game is. Often, mm -hmm. um, God of War was a little a higher step. Than that. I'm not going to say it was still amazing. It's just it's good. It's yeah. enjoyable. It's good. It's very character driven. Um, character moments that are that are great. Um, well, and just bring back to guardians of the galaxy that was what was so great about that to me was that mm -hmm. it was all very character driven uh and emotional kind of stuff that was happening amongst the nonsense going on around them mm -hmm. um, right. and timing but, as well i think god of war did really well with the timing of story yeah there's yeah. a lot of games that might have a strong story but when you get like a whole bunch of condensed story and then you've got to go through two hours of repeatedly you know hitting the x button yeah, and then you get another five minutes of story, and then it's another three hours. Like, yeah, all just did start smart stuff. Like when Mimir came in, and like you were just yeah. telling your stories and talking. Mimir is like so your, fucking good. As you're traveling around, like that was such a smart idea. Yeah. Um, well, and and just all the the dialogue that happens when you're just running down a hallway or exploring yeah. a cave, right? Like, there's so much banter between the two, and I think that I was telling one of my friends about the game, like you know she doesn't play games much i was talking about like what god of war is like and how it's transformed so much from the press x to fuck game to yeah what it is now right which is such a wildly different uh, experience but how there are side quests you do not need to play the side quest to beat the game you do not need to play the side quest to roll credits but playing through god of war like new game plus i still played all of the side quests that i could because of how much they flesh out atreus and and kratos right yeah. like their father-son dynamic i think you would truly be playing a flawed version of the game if you weren't if you didn't play at least a handful of the side quests if yeah. not most right and apparently that with what i've heard about ragnarok is the side quests in that are amazing <laughs> fuck yeah so i'm so looking forward to the game God of War just had so many good design choices that accentuate it really well. It's like it, it was it had all those great blockbuster moments that are also amazing on top of all the small, quiet moments of characters just talking about whatever. Right. Um, super excited for it. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely already, I feel, game of the year contender. Just Oh, easy. Just I mean, it's going to come. Like... It's going to be split between Elden Ring and God of War this year, right? For sure, yeah. And Elden Ring will probably rightfully take more of it, more than more than mm -hmm. likely. You think so? More than likely. I, I think I need to. I want to play Ragnarok first before yeah. I say anything. Because I mean, like, I'm just I, guessing, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I played a lot. I played like over 100 hours of Elden Ring. Love yeah. that game a bit. But it, the, the love. 
Go ahead. Oh no, I'll just say what God of War's got going for is it's coming out now and not January. <laughs> yeah, the recency bias. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the the love that I'll have for the two games are going to be very different because Elden Ring is purely about like the exploration and the gameplay challenge, right? Like I could not give two shits about the story. I don't think I could tell you the story, honestly. Um, but then God of War is so different in that like Atreus and Kratos, right, are standing like front and center and it's their experience. And you're going to remember their story probably way beyond after you're done playing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we will see. I, that's, I think that's one of the great things about God of War that a lot of games get wrong is that it, they're very um, plot driven and that these characters just exist in our world. They'll interact with our world, but they're not drivers of the world a lot of the time. Stuff's happening around them or they're reacting to what's happening around them. Where like mm -hmm. God of War was like simply, hey, we're going fucking up the mountain and it was all driven by what they're doing the entire time. Yeah. And they just run across stuff as they do it. Well, um, see, I'd argue it's a little different than that, though, because it's like, yes, the main point is they want to get up to the, the tallest mountain in all the realms, right? Yeah. And at first, you know, then they bait and switch you, and you're just like, oh, no, Jotunheim is the tallest, so now you need to go there. It's not that yeah, summit. Yeah, yeah. But then everything around there is Odin trying to fuck you up, and you don't even see him once in the whole game. Yeah. And it's been nice getting that that re-getting that context because, you know, he wants to get to Jotunheim too. So he's putting all these obstacles in your way, like Magni Modi, Balder, right? And like yeah. Freya is also a rogue actor kind of becoming an obstacle in, in a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. But all of the world is working against these two yes. people and their goal, right? And all they want to do is just climb a mountain. Yeah. 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 So. But it's not like, yeah, hey, here's the MacGuffin. I got to get to save the world. Of, uh, and I'm the impersonal. They come, they come yeah. to Kratos' hut and like, Kratos, we need you back in. We know you're retired, but we need you. And yeah. like something, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not some bullshit like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, see, it's just going to be fascinating seeing Ragnarok because I think Ragnarok is going to be like the consequences of the entire 2018 game. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when you come back in, at the end of 2018, you come back from Jotunheim, Fimpelventer has started right yeah. and the, and the dwarves like kind of imply that things you did caused mm -hmm. it to start so now you're you done fucked up a <laughs> yeah right this is like direct consequence of your action right like you're kind of in the world odin we see oh we're gonna see odin for the first time as an actual character mm -hmm. not just references of what he's doing or whatever so that will be interesting yeah uh whatever confrontation that will be mm-hmm yeah, all kinds of stuff. So basically, come back next weekend for when we're all ravenously talking about yes. God of War. Yes, yeah, no, next next Watch. week is it's going to be all God of War talk. <laughs> God of War all the time. Yes, yeah. Um, I think that is a wrap on this week's podcast. Um, if you like what we did here, please feel free to leave us a review. Let us know down below in the comments. Uh, how excited are you for God of War Ragnarok? Are you going to be playing at day one? Or are you an X-Bot and you hate, the, hate PlayStation gamers? Let That's us right. know. <laughs> comments down below. Yeah. I'm going to be YouTube. playing Pentiment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Another, am I. Hey. Yeah. See, there, there's good games for everyone, that, right? That comes out like in over a week, though. Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah let us know down below what game are you playing this week is it pentiment is it god of war is it sonic frontiers the true game of the year don't do it let us let us know get god of war instead comments down below on youtube or on our site 
Uh, or if you are on YouTube, please subscribe to us so you always get new episodes of our show and leave a like. It helps us out a lot. Uh, we are always publishing news, features, and reviews, etc. at techraptor.net. But if you want more of this show, we will be back next Monday, and we will see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you.